Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome. To stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Is it? Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Hey, Billy, I'm back. Hey. Hey. You are. I am How's, back. I'm here. How is Mexico? Uh, physically, I'm here. Mentally, I'm still in Mexico. I got to be honest with you. I get worried for you when right. you go on these uh, trips yeah. to go see the dead and always wonder if you will come back for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. It's good to see you. I'm glad that you're back. Wait, do you mean come back alive? Do you mean just come back at all? Like, what are you talking about? Like, all of the above. Yeah. Like, are, yeah. is he going to make it back? Is his body going to be able to take like four days of consecutive concerts? Is he just going to be there and be like, you know what? I've accomplished enough in my career. I'm just going to follow around Dead and Company for the rest of their existence. All of those right. things, you know? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I would say in the middle of each of these, there's a time where I don't think I'm physically, like, I, I feel like I'm going to die. Um, oh. Well, like, I'm not going to make it back, meaning I'm not going to make it through because the body can't handle what it is I'm doing to it <laughs> anymore the way it used to. Where are you on that scale right now? Like, where does your body feel? Uh, one to ten? Are we using yeah. a scale of one to ten? Sure, yeah. Or, or are we using a scale of uh, of zero to death? I mean, what are we doing? We'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, like, where on the scale of minutes into Althea or whatever the song is, you keep telling Austin Eckler to learn. Oh, like, how many minutes into yeah. the song do you, your body feel like? 
Uh, my body, my body feels like it's uh, seven minutes into that song. Seven yeah. minutes, seven out of or eight ten. minutes. Yeah, yeah, out of, <laughs> out of around ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not feeling good today, Billy. No, <laughs> that's what you're trying to get at. Uh, have I ever thought about I've accomplished enough? Just get the hell out of here and never come back. Is that what, is that the other question? No, it's just like uh, I do that every day. I get home <laughs> that drive. I mean, <laughs> it's just a thought that goes through my mind. Like right. you know, Sugats keeps coming back. He he loves to do the show he loves the microphone and he loves yeah. you know talking sports but yes he also likes likes dead and company and sometimes uh you know the shows and the podcast get in the way of that i have uh well listen i have news to report that oh. that was the last time i'll be going to mexico for dead and company really the sand. well because dead and company is over this summer is the last summer tour and so i don't love any other band and therefore you know my days of traveling to concerts and music festivals and all that stuff are over if they're Don't not there i'm it. not there now, yeah. i i mean i thought that you said that they announced uh that they'd still have concerts just not tours like they'd still have the things summer. like this right yeah oh, they might do one to two events a year okay mm -hmm. and if they do perhaps i'll go to them but when you remove all the con like the summer tour is really what makes me tired it's going city to city i mean here i was just in one place cancun mexico you know, stage is 50 yards from my hotel room, three out of four nights. It's a walk. It's a short walk. You don't have to deal with traffic, and it's a lot mm -hmm. of fun. And so uh, what really makes me exhausted are those are those trips out to, like, California and stuff like that. Was uh, was George R. R. Martin there this time or he no? He was there, yeah. He I was? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you talk I to him? Fresh I, I spoke to him for a little bit. He was very pleased to learn that my daughter is attending Northwestern University. But you US. were supposed to ask him to make picks on Godless football with his Lord of the Ring coins or whatever it is. I, I, I know, but Billy, at the time I saw him, I had too many edibles. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I couldn't get the words out. I tried. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but I couldn't. Okay. So does he know that your daughter's going to Northwestern? I got those words out. <laughs> Are you sure? I think. <laughs> Maybe I did it. I don't know. Wait, was Bill Walton? <laughs> Maybe there? I did ask him to pick games. I don't know. Did you see? Did you see anyone else of note or no? Maybe. Oh. Uh, I don't know. What should we do I, on on this episode of Stupidity? Oh, is this Stupidity? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I have no idea what we're doing. Uh, it is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sport. Thank you for reminding me, Bill. That was a very subtle way. No, but I, I like your answer. I don't know what we're doing, but I know it's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, well, everything we do is brought by life. It's brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, Stupidity is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, I vaguely remember that we taped something on Sunday. I have no idea who it was, how long it was. What are we airing right now on Stupidity, Bill? We caught up with Mike Golick to go oh. over uh, Super Wild Card Weekend results. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Was it good? Well, that's for the listener to decide. All right, let's find out together. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. 
Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer oh my gosh folks gather around everyone gather around listen to these words the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the nba postseason winds down and if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out new customers listen to me you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Did Super Wildcard Weekend live up to the hype, Mike? It, it, it lived up until what they put as the last game on Monday night because they wanted it to be the best game, and it sucked. But right. <laughs> so that was kind of a Monday night was kind of that sounder. Eh. <laughs> but everything in between that first and last game was fantastic. Well, listen, when you're getting, I mean, so it starts out you're getting twenty-seven nothing Jags are down and they win. You're getting seventeen to nothing Miami's down. They come back and make it a game 34-31. The game I did, Cincinnati's up 9-0 and controlling that game. And Baltimore has a chance to tie it up or possibly win it at the end. So, yeah, I mean, those are just the three off the top of my head where the opponents were getting shut out uh, two times by double digits and one's close to it and, and were making comebacks. So it could have been a horrific weekend if those had kept going the way they were shutting them out. But Give those teams credit for coming back. One, all the way back to win, like Jacksonville. Yeah, well, let's start there, Mike, with that game, because that will certainly be the game. I think from, from you know, and there were, there were a bunch of great games this weekend, but that's the one that's going to stick out. That's the one people are going to remember. Jacksonville up, uh, losing big in that game. I went to sleep thinking there's no way Jacksonville came back. Yeah. I figured the Chargers had won. I woke up. I was shocked the next morning to learn the Jags had won and advanced and Trevor Lawrence for as poorly as he played in the first half. And it was bad, Mike. Yeah, yeah. He was great in the second half. I mean, it's stunning what happens when you're minus five in the turnover and you win. And I believe, I thought I read somewhere, one of the last times it was a minus five and a win was in 99. It was Miami against Jacksonville. Uh-huh. And it was Miami that was minus five. It was Marino was still there. And Jacksonville won that game 62-7. to seven, So there was no comeback 
in that game. This was, you know, it, what, what it turned into is you're right. Everybody probably shut it off and, and credit to boy, a lot of credit, obviously to the players. Cause they're the ones that dictate on the field, but Doug Peterson, what he's meant to that team. And it's so emphasized by the direct that was there last year in urban Meyer and where he just buried that team and buried the players uh, that year to where they've come back from starting with Doug Peterson and a new attitude. And when he was on with us, when, you know, Doug Marone was yeah. on with us, according to Billy, you know, when, <laughs> when, when, when he talked about trust being the key word and those players did trust and they did buy in. So you come out in the second half and it's more, the game is you're played more evenly because you're not turning the ball over, but it's always tough when you're, it, it, there's something about when you're the winning team as well, you're up 27 to nothing. You just mentally take a break, right? I mean, it's just human nature. It's almost like you can't be as fired up. Like it's nothing to nothing when you know it's win or go home, but you're up 27 to nothing and you've dominated, albeit a lot because of the turnovers you dominated. The second half was more of an even keel game with turnover wise and Jacksonville showed what they can do. And for the chargers, they just completely fell apart. And a lot of it for Staley went back to last week when he played all his starters and got Mike Williams hurt. And you didn't have Mike Williams available for this game. So right. that all kind of compounded on one another. It's funny how it works though. At 27 to nothing. Staley's a genius head yes. coach, going to be the head coach for the next 10 years. And the second half, Mike, it's fire Staley. <laughs> well, it, well, I mean, he had kind of not been on the hot seat, but been on the simmering seat right. anyway. And then yes. this really magnified it. And everybody's like, Oh, Sean Payton of the charges. And uh, hold up on that. Sean, you know, Staley, A, it looks like he obviously is going to be there. And right. B, the Spanoses aren't paying um, uh, Sean Payton $15 million a year while they're paying another former <laughs> coach money. You know, you want to talk about, you know, guys that really don't want to part with a lot of money. They don't. So that was never going to happen, but it doesn't seem like there's going to be a change there, but what a wild game. I mean, you just don't after, – after we saw 33-0 in the regular season with the Colts up over Minnesota and then Minnesota coming back and winning that game, you just you, – we see it in the NBA a lot. Huge leads disappear. Right. You don't see leads disappear like this in the NFL all that often. No, they never say by the NFL it's a game of runs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one of, the, one of the terms you use when describing the NFL. By the way, speaking of Doug Marone, we have been flirting with the idea of hiring him to be a Jags correspondent. Uh, <laughs> oh. I don't know how Billy feels about it. Well, I do know how Billy feels about it. Hiring would imply pay, so let's not say hiring. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. I mean, you yeah. could Bring do him a on segment. as an intern. Yeah. You could do a, a segment with he and Doug Peterson, <laughs> Doug on Doug, you know, and, right. and, and go mm. from there. And then, and, and then have them speak and have Billy try and tell them apart. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tony Baselli will join us later this week, and we're trying to get we're trying to get someone on from the Jags. I did make the mistake, and I often do this of telling Tony, "Hey, if you go, I go." And now it seems like I'm stuck going on a trip to Kansas City this weekend. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? I can pretty much guarantee you're not going on a trip to Kansas City this week. <laughs> <laughs> if Billy goes, I go. Oh <laughs> God, this is ninety nine point nine percent. You're going. Oh <laughs> really? God. You coming with me? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no shot. <laughs> Mike, did you get uh, your game your, your game assignment yet? Are you doing that game? Yes, I am doing uh, Dallas at San Francisco. I had to wait till the winner of the Monday night game, and I was either one was going to San Francisco, and now it's going to be Dallas at San Francisco. So 
uh, that, that'll be great. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've done them both. I've done Dallas, I think, two or three times this year, San Fran a couple of times. So uh, San Fran is is the best team in the NFL right now, the, the way they're playing, and led by a rookie quarterback, which Steve Young made the point. As of Thanksgiving dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, Brock Purdy had not played one play in the NFL. And now, and now look where he is and look what he is doing. It is incredible. It's amazing. You know, I told the story the other day of his parents purchasing tickets to the Bucs Niners game to see Tom Brady, not their son. Exactly. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And Brady's out and Purdy's still rolling. I mean, (laughs) it's incredible. I mean, it is absolutely incredible what he's doing. Certainly a lot, a lot of people will give Kyle Shanahan credit, which he deserves, but you still have to be the player on the field executing the plays. And Brock Purdy has been doing a great job. But I guess the other side of it, you know, if you're one of those fans that are, and you probably are, Stu, because of your lifelong love for the Jets, you live as a glass half cracked, not half full. Um, For those fans, 49er fans that may live that way, they might be saying Brock Purdy has played great. We're waiting for him to have a bad game. Hopefully it isn't anytime soon. Right. Well, Mike, I would say this about Purdy. As good as he's been, there is something different about going on the road in the playoffs. And it, if listen, if things hold to form, he will eventually have to do yeah. that by going to Philadelphia across right. the country and playing in an NFC championship game to get that team to a Super Bowl. It's like, Mike, it's like role players. And I'm not saying he's that. He's the starting quarterback yeah, for the yeah, 49ers. Yeah. But let's not lose my let's not let's not lose the the fact that he was the third string quarterback yeah. for the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. But in the NBA, since we were talking about it, role players are always playing better at home than they are on the road. So the next yeah. step for Purdy is can he do what he's done at home on the road in the playoffs? And I guess we'll see, you know? Yeah, especially if he goes to Philly and gets the true right. Philly experience yes. uh, on the road. But as I said, when they were all healthy and they're back to it. There, name me a deeper offensive. T- Listen, they statistically have the best defense yeah. in the NFL. Right. Name me an offense that is deeper. They got Elijah Mitchell back. They got Debo Samuel back. They have Brandon Ayuk, who has a career year. You have George Kittle. Uh, and you have, oh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, right. it, it's a plethora of talent that Purdy gets to pick from. And he's a smart guy. So this is when you really, that pre-snap read is so important on where you're probably going to go, your couple of decisions going to go with the ball, and you're going to go to somebody who's a really good player. So yeah. they're they're in great shape right now. We give Chris Sims a hard time a lot on this show because we love him, and uh, Billy and him have a, a unique relationship. But he has told us, regardless of quarter, all season he's told us, Billy, regardless of who the quarterback is, that is the most talented roster top to yes. bottom in the NFL. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, it is. I mean, it just flat out is. And you thought, uh-oh, Garoppolo gets hurt. Oh, uh, Mitchell goes back on IR. Debo Samuel is hurt. But as I've said, how are you playing at, at the end of the season? And are you getting your injured players back at the end of the season? You look at the other side of it with, like, the Cincinnati Bengals. They lose Alex Kappa, their right guard, in the last week of the season. They lost Lel Collins, the right tackle, a couple of weeks ago. They lose their starting left tackle, uh, Jonah Williams during the game against Baltimore. So they're basically three O linemen down on an offensive line that had to be refurbished anyway, because, you know, Burrow got sacked 1.2 million times last year and 13 times in the first two games this year. Now they're back to some of the same problems as last year. Although by the way, they still did get to the Super Bowl last year. 
Uh, you mentioned Sean Payton earlier, Mike. Uh, Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, they both, you know, they, especially Dak, checked off some big boxes last yeah. night. Dak on the road uh, against Tom Brady played well. Uh, four touchdown passes. The kicker didn't show up, uh, but four <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> I've never seen that. Four touchdown passes. <laughs> What's that? Felt bad for his family, quite honestly, that they had to sit through that. Yeah, you have to sit there. It's embarrassing, man. So bad. Uh, But the bigger story was Dak and and Mike McCarthy. Mike, I refuse to believe that McCarthy's career with the Cowboys, because a lot of people are saying McCarthy needs to win one more for for Jerry Jones not to pull the trigger on Sean Payton. I I refuse to believe McCarthy's future with the Dallas Cowboys, his head coach, is going to come down to a road game against Philadelphia. They've had a good season. They're one of the eight teams remaining. They're in the, the divisional round of the playoffs, and, you know, they played very well on the road against Tampa. They're like, yeah. I think McCarthy's back next year no matter what happens against yeah. the Eagles. Yeah, and it's a road game against San Francisco right. where, where they're going. Oh, I'm sorry, not, San not Francisco, yeah. yeah. And who, by the way, while they're the number two seed, I think universally is kind of agreed is probably the top team in the NFL right now. Right. Uh, I'm with you. I think McCarthy is back. This is twofold. This is everybody knows about the Sean Payton, Jerry Jones um uh relationship Sean Payton kind of started this process like McVeigh was going to do but McVeigh didn't do not he's going back to the Rams of of kind of doing choosing my future by going in the media for a bit giving New Orleans you know they'll get compensation and I'll end up somewhere else and the fact that Jerry Jones is a wild card you don't know what Jerry Jones is going to do I mean would, would it be shocked would we so if they lose this game to San Francisco, would we be shocked if Jerry Jones fired Mike McCarthy? I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just saying, would we be shocked? I mean, Jerry Jones would not 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 amaze me at all if he pulled a move like that to get Sean Payton there. You see, Sean Payton's not signing with anybody, but I'm with you. I I believe McCarthy is going to be back, but we've gone for two years now of of wondering. What's the line where McCarthy is going to get fired? I mean, it's a shame. It's unfair because he has a job. But listen, nobody's talking about fair in professional sports, so you can't worry about that. Right. Uh, but but I I agree. I do not think he's going to, he's going to get fired. Still got, it was a good weekend for us in terms of us questioning Justin Herbert, us questioning Brandon Staley, yeah. and uh, and all the other the, the quarterbacks that we questioned. Josh Allen, well, the Bills didn't look very dominant this weekend either. No, no, they they did not. Again, up 17 zip, you know, give Miami credit again, third string quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and for the offense, I mean, the Bills put up 34 points. You put up 34 points, you should win a ball game, right? right. So I lean that that defense had struggled against the run a little bit as well. The defense had been up and down. Josh Allen he just has to make sure to stay away from those in, uh, picks, especially the red zone picks, which can kill you. But what Miami did with a third string quarterback, was was pretty amazing. Sky, give Skylar Thompson some credit for stepping into that atmosphere, you know, and getting that team close. But, Mike, I don't want to let the Dolphins off the hook here for this reason. Yes, it was a third-string quarterback. So was San Francisco's, okay? Third-string yeah, right. quarter, third string quarterback. They had every opportunity to win that game. They probably should have won that game with all yeah, the turnovers yeah. that Buffalo was giving them. And if Jalen Waddle, if he doesn't leave his hands at home on the kitchen yeah, counter, yeah. like car keys, uh <laughs> <laughs> The Dolphins advanced. They're one of the final eight teams here. Like, the Dolphins had a lot of opportunities yeah. to win that game, and they blew it. Yeah, they did. And the one thing nobody cares about is if it's a third-string or first-string quarterback. You're out there playing with who you're playing. So, 
you know, you know, the old if, ifs, ifs and buts were candies and nuts, they would all be having a party or whatever the hell that is. Wow. Nobody cares who's out there, you know, just get your job done. And Miami was in position to get the job done. So, but it is one of those for Buffalo. They know they're going to have to play better, but the bottom line is they're still in it. You know, when you get to the playoffs, again, there's no 13-person committee. It's just about getting in. It's about getting a win. It can be ugly. And then you move on and try and fix things for the next week or just say, hey, we know we can play better that next week, and that that's where Buffalo is right now. Uh, Mike, what do you think the Dolphins do here with Tua? Uh, you, you have to make a decision. It's an expensive decision for a guy who, you know, seemingly can't stay healthy with a bunch of quarterbacks who are out there and a good quarterback draft, you know? Um, listen, I, I don't know if I'm giving him that, that full, you know, whatever that deal is going to be, you know, five year, $200 million deal. No, no, I, I don't think they can either. Um, so, you know, what, what are, what are your options? You know, is it, uh, you know, you're going into your, you're still under contract. So it's not like you're, you're what's going into his fourth year. So you're going, you're going into your, you, 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 it's not a franchise tag situation. I think you still have to continue to play it out. You know, I so forgive me already quickly. That, did they pick up his fifth year option? No, I, they haven't I, made any decision on that. Yet. If if anything, I would do that because it's not like the fifth year option is costing you thirty five or forty million, right? I I don't know what the number is, but I don't think it's not that not that much. Pardon me for not knowing the numbers right off the top of my head here, but you know maybe you do that to buy yourself some more time, but. Well, of the options out there, let me put it this way. Of the options out there, I don't go the route of a long-term deal just yet. I do not. Okay. Uh, Bill, you want to you? you just uh... – I, no, I would not give Tua a long-term deal. You cannot give him a long-term deal. No. In fact, I would explore giving another quarterback a long-term deal, to be wow. honest with you. like, I, I'm, I, Listen, it's insensitive, but we have to talk about football moving forward here for Tua, and I can't imagine wrapping that much money up in a guy who had four concussions in a season that we know of. So so let me ask you guys this. If Tom Brady becomes – Tom Brady will become available because yes. Tampa Bay is not allowed to tag him. He will be an unrestricted free agent. Is he a guy – Based off what you saw this year, because it has to be a what have you done for me lately because he's 45 years old. It's not like, hey, let's try and get the 25-year-old uh, uh, Tom Brady. But even two years ago, he was fantastic. So if, if it, would you make a play for him for a one- or two-year deal? I would. That's just oh, me. Oh, no. Well, That's I mean, I would. I, I, two listen. years of Tom Brady? Yeah, two, two years. You'd be, you're gonna, you're you're basically tearing up your plan right now and hoping that you win next year, and then saying we'll just start over from scratch. Right, that's ex- that's ex- Billy is exactly right, Stu. So that's what you have to decide. I'm going for the next year or two. I got you know, make sure the line is stable. I love Mozart, who didn't play in this game, and Wilson. You love your two wide receivers. You know, does Gasecki start to become a viable tight end again in that offense? Because we know. Uh, that Tom loves tight ends or maybe try and get Gronk down there. Do you do that knowing full well when that's over, then you're going to rebuild? Because that's where Tampa's going, because Tampa kept pushing money, and they're, they'll, they'll do it again. They'll keep pushing money and pushing money, and then when that experiment is over, then you got to live with all the fallout. It worked out is for that Tampa, so bad? Yeah, it did. Yes, it did. If you win a Super Bowl like the Rams did, who don't have a first-round pick till 2090, or Tampa Bay, which is just pushing money and pushing money, they won a Super Bowl. You win a Super Bowl, that plan worked. Bottom line. 
Is it so bad to to go all in for for instead of a let's build a 20 year dynasty like the Patriots to try and go, okay, we've got two seasons to win a Super Bowl. It's not all bad as long as you win. But if you don't, then I mean, if the Rams didn't win it or if Tampa Bay never won it, then then it's a failure. Because you, you, it's so evident of what you're trying to do. And again, that's fine if you do it, but you have to get the payoff. And the payoff is winning the Super Bowl, which both those teams did. It just seems with Brady, and I know this guy is going to say not to do it, it seems like such a risk with Brady to blow everything up hoping that he'll win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but what's the bigger risk? Is it Brady for a year or two or two or for you know, five years, $250 million, Bill? You know? Yeah. yeah. It's the, the one, the, you could the franchise one, them. I mean, the, and the one thing Brady's not going to cost you because it, it's not like Brady was getting a shit ton of money. Brady's not getting the 40 some million the top quarterbacks no. are getting. And if he doesn't care so much about that, if he can live on 25 million, 30 million, you're actually <laughs> saving cap money of uh, if, if, if you'd have to bring in a long term quarterback. Though with Tua, it would be an extension if they did it and it wouldn't kick in till you know, the end of the, the rookie contract. But again, there's no way I would give two of that long-term deal right now. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. That's right. what the it's, internet says. Well, what's the difference of a Merry Christmas or a big party? I mean, uh-huh. did you have I didn't know. nuts I, at a big party? Big I didn't know it was a, a seasonal thing. Not, Religious yeah. implications? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, there you go. They're always getting controversial, Mikey. L- listen, Billy's all Mikey. about accuracy. He just wanted to make sure you got it right. That's all. Yes, he certainly is, Doug Marone. Always Catch your concerned back. about accuracy. <laughs> Doug Marone. <laughs> <laughs> By, great poll. Great poll. <laughs> By the way, has anybody, anybody sent uh, Doug Peterson, Billy, his wine for that mistake? I mean, come on. We're, me and Marone are in different tax brackets. I'm not thinking that wrong. <laughs> Yeah, they're at, he's expecting it to come from me. I'm telling you that right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, that's going to have a, a, a yeah, Stugatz tag on it. That feels uh, like one my, of those things that you send, you send to, like, the organization, right, on behalf of him, like, to his name. And whoever it is that opens mail is like, swipe, and they go home with that thing. Yeah, yeah. never. The, Doug never gets it. It's exactly never right. gets to him. I'm convinced yeah. his PR person asked me to send that so she could have it. Yeah, like. that's exactly right. <laughs> so true. That's so true. <laughs> Uh, have we seen the last of Lamar Jackson? There were a couple of things wow. from that game. Terrible play call. Um, you can't call that play. <laughs> Dive three well, yards. Well, here's the thing. Go ahead. They didn't call that play. Okay. Huntley did that play. They okay. called the low. Le- they called the the play that's called in the NFL now. That by the way, Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts runs to perfection. Quarterback gets low and you get shoved from behind. That's the play. That's the play that was called. Huntley took it upon himself to try and and, and do the, the 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 dive over the top, of okay. which can work if you're on the half yard line, but right. not back where they were. It's too far to go, and he went too high with the ball and not forward enough with the ball. Give Logan Wilson all the credit in the world, and then Sam Hubbard, who I don't think ever got out of third gear going the whole way, uh, made it all the way for a touchdown with a convoy, of which Mark Andrews almost caught him. Uh, so that the play call was the right call. Huntley just tried to do, you know, and listen, he's trying to trying to do his thing. Felt he was able to get over the top. Maybe he overthought it and said everybody's expecting the low push. I'm going to go over the top. 
he was just too far away. So I just wanted I just wanted to, to get that so we, we all understood that. What you wanted to do was talk about the lineman and Sam Hubbard and what a great play he made. And Sam Hubbard after the game was great. It, no, 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 because you oh, were D lineman. Right. He was great. They asked him what he was thinking, you know, 10 yards into his run. It was a 99-yard run. He said, just get to the end zone. What were you thinking at 50? Just get to the end zone. What were you thinking? Just get to the end zone. Uh, Mike, would you have been able to get to the end zone there? <laughs> so we were a defense that when we got turnovers, what we did right away was if, if we were getting threatened, look to pitch the ball right away. Right. There is no doubt I would have looked to pitch the ball at some point. I probably would have ran 10, 20 yards. And then by then, all my teammates and the opposing team would have caught me. I probably would have pitched it to a DB. You know, Eric Allen might have been, you know, jogging right next to me as I was sprinting going, hey, Mike. Just give me the ball here. Let, let, let me finish the last 60 yards for you. Eric Allen doing his done that. Eric Allen doing his best to stay behind you. So yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. And Mark, listen, Mark Andrews almost got him. There were four other Bengals there, and only one decided to put a hand on Andrews, who yes. almost caught him. But Hubbard, what a great story. Kids right from Cincinnati Moeller, right in the area. While he, he interned at Goldman Sachs, he's a smart kid. He actually, Stu, I don't know if you know this, he committed to Notre Dame on a lacrosse scholarship. Uh, wow. Did he not. was a lacrosse player. Luckily Ooh. for Ohio State and the NFL, he decided to keep football going. Because forgetting that play, he's had a really good year. Because Hendrickson on the other side gets a lot of the pub as being the edge rusher. But Hubbard had himself a good year. And that was right place, right time. Logan Wilson, give him credit for the one knocking the ball out of Huntley's yeah. hand, and it just happened to end up in the breadbasket of uh, of Hubbard on that one. What a fun game that's going to be. Uh, Buffalo and Cincinnati will yes. preview that game Yeah, later this week. That's that's the game I think most people are, yep. are looking forward to this weekend. Although Dallas-San Francisco, there's something about those two teams on the same field in the playoffs, those two uniforms that just, at least for me and you, Mike, it brings us back to like the 80s. Oh, know? I, I completely yeah. agree. Listen, that was a team that I battled all the time in Philly to try and get to the Super Bowl, and it was – Dallas, who would get the, you know, everybody talks about, I think it was our game in 89 when we had 11 sacks on Aikman and, you know, but the bottom line is while we were all together, our core groups were together, they were the ones who won the Super Bowls in 92 and 93 and we didn't. So, I mean, right. and and then again in 96, and we all know that was their last one and Jerry's been searching ever since and continuing to not give Jimmy Johnson credit for what he did in the early 90s. All right, Mike, just two quick things to kind of put a bow on this weekend. Lamar Jackson, do you think we've seen the last of him in Baltimore? I still have to catch myself. And again, it's my son, Mike, who helped me with this. When Drew Brees was still in New Orleans and that stuff off the field with Drew was going on with who he was uh, working with, I, I can't remember the full story, but I remember a lot of chatter from teammates on Twitter. And I remember saying on air, man, I just don't understand – you know, take care of stuff in the locker room. Why does it all have to be on Twitter? And Mike, on air, stopped me and said, Dad, this is the the, the generation of today. They are they say things. They get things out on Twitter. This is how they communicate. I have to understand that because I don't – it's tough for me to understand. Lamar Jackson is the one that puts out on Twitter that he's out last week. Not the team. He did making sure he told everybody he has a grade two PCL right, right on the border of a grade three PCL, and then puts out this statement on Instagram that if you have good things, basically treat them right or, and they'll treat you right saying, take care of me, you know, and I'll help take care of you. And I have to remember, this is the way players communicate today and not just be that 
old guy on the on the porch saying, you know, get off my lawn and what are you doing? Deal with the team. Keep that to yourself. So I can't do that. This is how they communicate. So basically what's going on is he wants at least Deshaun Watson money. And basically Baltimore is saying, well, wait a minute. We got Jalen Hurts. We got Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Let's see what kind of deals they sign. If they get in the area of Deshaun Watson money, cool. If not, we're going to just say Deshaun Watson was an outlier and the dumbass, as Mike, I heard Mike Tannenbaum put it, the Ooh. dumbass Cleveland Browns made that deal and nobody else is getting close to it. And Lamar is saying, don't care, don't care. That's the deal that was signed. So that's at least the deal that I want. So this comes down to now a business decision. If, if Baltimore lets him go, what's your plan? Are you working on that plan right now? Are you thinking about a veteran that you can bring in? Because you have a win-now team. And if you bring in, a you know, just sign a rookie and start to play a rookie, you're taking steps back. So are you ready with plan B? That's the big thing. Or are you going to have to eat all that guaranteed money and say, okay, we need to get the deal done? I, I, I believe you're asking me, if, I believe the higher percentage is he will be back in Baltimore. Okay. Mike, this is why you need to sign a book deal because the times are changing and soon if people want to tell all from you, they're going to tell you to do it like Instagram stories or like a thread on Twitter and the money's going to dry up. So I feel like I know you don't want to betray your teammates, but now yeah. is the time before books go, you know, away from us. I just I can't do it. I, I mean, I'll betray you, you know, and Stu. Yeah, you know, that's fine. Book. But uh, not, if we get a you know, cut, I think we're both yeah, fine with the trade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, the hell out of me. I don't care. I mean, just give me a piece of it. <laughs> I'll just take I the mention, you, you know what I mean? To yeah, put myself out there in the public. You give me yeah, a big enough cut, you can make shit up for all I care. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's what I like. We get our story straight, right? Just get our names out there, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, young generation. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Daniel Jones, how much money did he make himself over the weekend? Listen. <laughs> And, and I was one. I was one that said I'm not really sure, you know, what I would do with him and and where I would go with him. But I mean, how can you deny what he's done? I mean, you 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 obviously you can't. I think the biggest thing for him again, he's not a 30, 35 touchdown a year guy, and I don't think he's ever going to be. What do you have in the regular season? 15 touchdowns. Maybe they'll start to build more around his passing, but I don't think he's going to be that ever that big stat quarterback. But he only threw five interceptions, didn't throw any in the playoff game. He doesn't turn the ball over. You have a running game. You have a good defense. So you have to go with what you got right now. Listen, who their head coach and GM both interviewed with the Bears. <laughs> How bad do the Bears feel right now that they, those two got away and are with the Giants who are now in the playoffs and the Bears had the number one pick of the draft. So, he, listen, he made himself money now. So it's got to be what within the 30 40 million dollar range has a year doesn't it has yeah. to be yeah. has, has to be, be. Yeah. so i mean that's that's what he did you know and and good for him good for him he got it done he got his four, you know his four year he's, he's he's uh you know he's a first rounder so obviously he has that that fifth year so but but i would say they i would be stunned if they didn't sign that long term deal and he makes himself a good 35 million a year at least you know what, Billy? It dawned on me that a guy that we mocked, now you and I were fans of him because he was just good content for our show, but Dave mm -hmm. Gettleman deserves some credit today. Uh, uh, what do you think, Bill? Yeah. And he drafted him. We all made fun of him for drafting a quarterback and a Duke because David Cutcliffe told him so. He, he did. Right. You're, you're right. I mean, him and Barkley, I mean, they they, they did. They got, they got him, and he's proved a lot of us wrong. <laughs>
I think Billy Brian Dable <laughs> requires more credit than Dave Gettleman <laughs> on this situation. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, but mm. Gettleman gave him the tool. He just made the cool, the tool better. I mean, that's what he there did. There you go. He, did. he sure. sharpened the tool. He sharpened he the tools. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so, Stu guys, I have an idea. If you want to bring on Doug Marone as a Jags intern, yeah. we should bring on Gettleman as yes. a Giants intern. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Can we get this done? My Gettleman will I mean, give us some taste. It, it'll be his way to tell everybody he was right, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to look good in front of his peers, yeah. Yeah. Mike, do you know either of these gentlemen, Doug Marone or Dave Gettleman? <laughs> no, no. I know I oh. know Marone better than, than Gettleman, but okay. I don't know either very well. Okay. The thing with Dave Gettleman, I feel like Dave Gettleman controls any conversation he's in, right? Yeah, so, like, exactly if he wants right. to talk yes. to you about the Giants, we'll talk about the Giants. But if not, we won't. Like, we'll yeah, just talk about whatever go, he wants to talk uh, about. I, Billy, I think you're a thousand percent right. <laughs> Put it on the poll. Does Dave Gettleman want to control any conversation yeah. he's yeah. in? <laughs> also, did Tom Brady leave his wife and kids for? So he can throw one last pass to a big white tight end in the end zone. I mean, <laughs> what what a what a year! I mean, what a year for this guy! And and, and oh, let's 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 remember his his off season will also include if it all moves at, at any kind of pace, you know, uh, a, a trip to court, right, as a defendant, and that the whole uh, oh, uh, Bitcoin thing. Oh, I mean, all the money. We, 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 we do kind of forget what you know. <laughs> he had a, he had a very good year for a guy <laughs> who's forty six. Yeah. Dealing with divorce yes. and dealing with a crypto scam. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, oh my like possibly God. massive fraud. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Not a bad year. Yeah. 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 Do wow. I want it for the Dolphins? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Mike, we joked about this to God tonight off air. How if how if he does try to get tied up in that whole FTX thing? Oh God, that prison football team is going to be incredible. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you yeah. got to make another version of longest yard then, right? You mm-hmm. do. Yeah. yeah. But he yeah. walks around in the red jersey, right, Mike? Like that's it. Without a doubt, never gets touched. <laughs> yeah. He's he's as safe as anybody in prison. Yes. <laughs> he is protected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude, can go for a carton of cigarettes, man, not a pack. <laughs> Really? Just a garden? I think more. Uh, probably more, yeah. Probably I mean, more. if he's the quarterback for the yeah. team, it's the best quarterback yeah. they've ever had. Probably true. Uh, you're going to have to bring, yeah, more than a carton of cigarettes. How, how about the money he'd have in the commissary, man? He'd be, he'd be good. He'd be buying wow. buying food for everybody and stuff. Got to yeah. send him to an NFC prison. Can't, yeah. can't have him walking around in an NFC prison. <laughs> Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.